0: Camera show. Cameron Smith is in the midfield
1: and that was a fair
2: ball by Jerome Hughes. Well, Wonderful ball from Jerome Hughes. There was plenty of people suggesting. There's another break is made. is yeah. yeah. and it's Tosh up over the halfway line. He's got support. It's right. Pepin in. The storm going back to back. That's spectacular. It's <laughs> a oh, carve up early. Canberra haven't turned up.
0: This is a good run here, this is a good run here by Isaiah, and he gets it away for Dylan Edwards. A couple of the country boys
2: score a preliminary final drive. Isaiah, yeah, take a bow on that one, that is absolutely brilliant. Venn, tall, rangy, kid from Dubbo.
0: Good everyone. Welcome to the grand final edition of Not The Footy Show. It is episode 224. I'm Warwick Nicholson. And you can see Matthew Duncan. You can't see Roberto Coxsmith once again. The dentist, as I'm now calling him. I think you're the doctor, aren't you, Fremantle, Mr... Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 um, yeah, uh, yeah. One of us is in the car, two of us are in the, uh, the homes, and uh, we are about to preview the Melbourne Storm and the Penrith Panthers in the 2020 NRL grand final. Gentlemen, it's good to have you. We've left it late in the week. But uh, it's a, bit of a unique recording this time because, Coxsmith, you're on the way to a job somewhere. So what's the time frame? What can we do?
2: Oh, mate, I, I can do a full three minutes.
0: If you want. So three best minutes for the year. That's, that's, good. that's good. And, and Maddie, well, It's
2: about, uh, about quality, isn't it?
0: Not quality. Uh, absolutely. That's why we've uh, got rid of your face off TV. Uh, Maddie. and, and yes. you, mate, are you ready to uh, unleash, um, I guess, you're going know, to want to talk about the Brisbane Broncos' uh, quest for the three-peat. That's all you want to talk about in the grand final Oh, the, the grand final. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Uh, yeah, in that in that game, it's the the Roosters and the Broncos. I think it's a rematch of last year's uh, decider or the year before. I'm not 100 percent sure, um, but it's been going for three years. Matthew reliably informs me, and uh, he is all in on the uh, Broncos. I actually saw them play um, in the first week of the finals, and that fullback Upton, she's pretty pretty good.
1: It goes good, Ellie Brigginshaw. There, it's a start to that team. Star-started yeah.
0: team. And it's a start started Not The Footy Show episode 224. We'll get into a bit of a prelim final reaction into our grand final uh, tips and preview. And we might talk a bit of Dally M and uh, favourite grand final moments and or players uh, as we get into episode 224 of Not The Footy Show. Not The Footy
2: Show. I heard some mad stories about this kid, man. He's limber, he's two limber. Put a cork in it, Zane. Jeez. It's a walk-off. Yeah, it's a, a walk-off. Of thought you might want to know. Your boy throw rolling. It's a walk-off. All
0: right, who's going to call this sucker? If nobody has any objections, I believe I might be of service. Okay, it is time to talk about the, the prelim finals. Uh, boys, I've been putting this off for a couple of days um, my team fell by the wayside, absolutely obliterated by a wonderful Melbourne attack in the first 20 minutes. Uh, I don't even know what the score was in the end, but it was enough to not enough. Uh, the Raiders are gone. The Melbourne Storm are through. What were your impressions from Melbourne in particular, uh, Rob?
2: Oh, mate, they uh, they were phenomenal, that first 20 minutes, 25 minutes. They were just uh, phenomenal. Uh, best start to a, a, a final or a even a rugby league game uh, that I've seen in, in many years, mate. They were, um, you know, they just starved Canberra of the ball. They starved them of uh, um, the locality on the field where they got the ball and, uh, and they pounded them in defence. It was just, it was just, uh, it was the ideal start to, to any kind of a rugby league game, especially a final. Yep. Um, and look, we, we know Canberra have, you know, they, they've, had a, they've had a bit of a uh, uh, thing for years where they, they start a little slow. I mean, I remember back in the day they'd start a little slow, um, so they've, they've had a bit of a thing about it. And you can't afford to start slow uh, and give Melbourne, you know, a couple of couple of tries. It uh, came back to bite them. But um, since since a doing a bit of investigation, <laughs> since doing a bit of investigation, yeah. I, I think I've got a I think I've found out why.
0: Oh oh, Math, Matthew. But would you we'll, like to we'll, it? get it? We'll
2: get we'll, we'll get we'll get to that after Matty it gives a his wrap up okay. the game, mate. Matty. Oh
1: no, I want to hear this. Storm too good. Raiders too slow. Yeah, let's hear the revelation.
2: Well, it's not so much a revelation. It's just that I heard a bit of a whisper um, the day after that game. Um, And mate, I never knew this. I never knew this. But uh, the Queensland government, uh, they wouldn't let Canberra fly in the night before. Canberra Mm -hmm. had to fly in on the day. Mm -hmm. On the day. And um, apparently, word has it that they... uh, they weren't allowed to go to a hotel and lay down either. They had Correct. to go straight to the ground. And, um, mate, they were looking for places to relax. And, I mean, I don't know about you, but there aren't too many places to relax uh, that I've seen in, in a football stadium. Well, not the um, concrete you know, jungle
0: that is Suncorp.
2: There's some hard floors. And, and apparently that's what they were doing. They were, they were trying to, uh, you know, lay down in some corporate boxes and get some sleep and some you know, I mean, they've just flown in from Canberra. I mean, just disgusting, mate. They, 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 this Queensland government are, uh, I'm sorry to say, Matty, but they're a pack of <laughs> mate. Uh, Whoa! Know, mark's they, down, they marks re- down where I
0: have to change a word. Uh, where am I? They really
2: are. They really are. I mean, they're on a massive power trip. Um, the woman that's running the joint is a no mark, and uh, she's just grasping for power with everything she can do, except uh, unless it comes to AFL, of course. I've heard oh, that, that the case. AFL are... AFL are off the leash up there, apparently. Uh, no bubble uh, being enforced. Uh, lots of partying going on with uh, young ladies in the Sunshine Coast. The importation
0: uh, of grass. I mean,
2: look. Mate, uh, look. The thing is, the thing is, with all jokes aside, mate. Um, Canberra, Canberra were hampered in their their um, uh, their preparation for that game. Ricky Stewart would be blowing up the Lux. It's something that he'll hold on to for a number of years, I'm sure. Um, uh, and I would too if I was him. I wouldn't be able to let it go. They were, you know, you can't say they were ripped off because uh, because Melbourne was so good. Mm. But you can say that they weren't given an even opportunity, and I can't believe for the life of me that the NRL didn't do something about that, push a bit of weight around, which I know they can. Well, there's something um, else
0: that the NRL didn't do on the night that we'll get to in a second. But what's your take on on that, Matt? What, what Rob's hasn't revealed oh, to look, everybody, but we, we um, no no oh no, well
1: obviously up against it, but look, if it was, yeah, it's not ideal for Canberra at all, so, but um, that's the way the cookie crumbles. Mm. Team Anastasia, yeah. (laughs)
0: Look at that, I love it. I love it. Um, I won't go into the other election that's coming up. Not gonna happen.
2: Not gonna happen. No, not gonna happen. (laughs) Not gonna happen.
0: The question that I did have for you guys is is basically around um, game plans. Uh, I was at length about what I hoped Canberra wouldn't do. And I think they went and tried to do it. Uh, whereas Melbourne, I probably didn't give them enough credit going into the game that they might do exactly what I hoped Canberra would do to them. And that was use the ball, stretch our edges and just target our weaknesses and, I tell you, if you ever need an amplification of, of some of the deficiencies that are in a football team, just watch the first 25 to 30 minutes of that game, uh, everybody. That is a clinical display by Craig Bellamy about saying, all right, you're weak here, here and here. I'm going to attack it and I'm going to attack it hard.
2: And 24-0, boys. Yeah, yeah well, look, there's there's been there's been always been a, a bit of uh, talk and chatter about why some players haven't gone on to bigger and better things. Um, but, yeah particularly one of your centres at Canberra. Um, Both of the centres were diabolical that night. Um, uh, The wingers weren't much better. Um, And, you know, look, I'm not saying with what I said before about the way that they were treated by the government. uh, I, you know, I still think that all, I I honestly still think that all um, finals after the first round of finals should be held in one stadium. Um, And that being in Sydney, being the the, the, the city that the NRL headquarters are in. Then we wouldn't have to. We we wouldn't be dealing with that kind of stuff. But anyway, um, Melbourne were way too good. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm not. I'm not saying that Canberra would have won if they got a good night's rest in a, in a, you know, hotel in, uh, uh, in the valley in Brisbane. You know, I think. I think that they were just outclassed, mate. Uh, Melbourne, too big, too strong, too fast.
0: One thing I did need to bring up, and it it follows on from the, the game plan approach. Ricky Stewart is the best choice for Canberra coach. He's been our best coach in Sheen's. There's no doubt about that. And I'm very happy that he is in that position. And the players love him. But Tom Starling coming on in the 48th minute, boys. What is doing a Ricky? What, yeah,
1: what, 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 what was doing? What was, the, what, like, what was the thought process? Stubbornness, I would say.
0: I, I, I bled it on about this in the prelim finals preview. Ricky would try and beat him through the middle. He would try and play safe. He'd look for a defensive option at the start and he may leave Starling off for 20, 30 minutes. 48 minutes before he comes on and we were down 24-0 after 20 minutes. I, I, it, there's some baffling things that have been done. This, is, this isn't up there with the, the Steve Roach, Paul and replacement in a grand final because that was a grand final. But gee, it's not far off given how important Starling's been to Canberra for the last six to eight weeks. Ricky, if there's one thing that, if I'm Craig Bellamy sitting next to him, a photo of him in the sheds or the team in the sheds saying, you know, commiserations, Craig Bellamy's just sitting there going, don't ask me about Tom Starling, don't ask me about Tom Starling, don't ask me about Tom Starling. Because that was a gift, absolute gift.
2: Yeah, I don't think, look, I don't know about the phasing, like as far as the phasing and, and, and what he was doing as far as, I know that it looked like he wanted to play a power game, um, you know, hence not having Starling on the field. But I would have thought that once they'd scored two tries or maybe three tries on you, you'd, you'd probably hit the red button and get Starling on the field to try and get a bit of uh, spark out of Dummy Half and a bit of, you know, uh, momentum. Um, but look, mate, I, 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 I'm not sure. Maybe he couldn't. At the time, 48 does seem like a long time, but maybe he couldn't at the time because he was in the middle of a phase of another player being on and didn't want to cost them interchanges at the end. I'm I'm unsure. Anyway,
0: Uh, let's move on from this game, boys. But in agreement, Melbourne just far too good. uh, And they moved on. And the other match, which was the superior of the two Prelim finals, uh, not just because it was close, but it was a a better game of footy, Penrith hold on to beat uh, the uh, bunnies in a tight one, basically thanks to Isaiah Yeo's uh, individual line break to set up Dylan Woods to make it eight points, a uh, eight point lead with fourteen to go. But the story of this game, as far as I'm concerned, lads, is that Penrith weren't up thirty to six in the first half. How did they butcher? They butchered at least three certain tries, but how they didn't score more than was it 14-6 at halftime? I just it, it did my head in, and this is what I worry about with Penrith is that you. Souths weren't fantastic. They they dug in at times and they found something towards the sort of the second half. But this game should have been over after twenty minutes. Are red flags going up for Penrith?
1: Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. That's just you do that against a storm, and you, you don't ever get say, you don't get second chances with the storm. So that, that I've seen some major red flags in that in those butcher tries. Yeah, Rob.
2: Mm. Yeah, I, I agree um, With what Matty just said Then you do it against a storm And, and um, it's lights out, baby But I'm glad they did it Last week mm. And I, you know Ivan will be very much onto them this week About, boys, if you want to chuck away a grand final To start exactly like you did last week um, So there is time to repair it I don't I don't think I, I don't think they're gone I do think that uh, Melbourne deserve to be favourites um, But I I just, um, you know, I, I am a. They just look tight to me. They, you know, the Panthers just looked tight. They didn't mm-hmm. look like the Panthers from a couple of weeks ago. Um, but, they, you know, Cleary still kept his head. He
0: did. And that um, one kick that and he, hung he in there was awesome towards the end of the match.
2: Yeah. And he just t- he, he got them to hang in there. They kept believing. They, they were getting frustrated, but they kept believing it. But, uh, you know, how good is Isaiah Yo? Yo! <laughs> oh, seriously, How good is he? He's a good player. The impressive Such thing about that
0: run was that he found the energy to hit that gap. Because if you look at who he beat, yeah, he beat Damien Cook quite easily. Yeah. And Cook then was flat-footed, and, and Yo was gone. I mean, that's the one thing that everyone yeah. keeps telling about Damien Cook is, I mean, look, he made a thousand tackles, but he's quick. So for Yo to hit that gap and oh, make the yeah. break, like. Um, it was impressive. And then Tom Burgess got exposed and, uh, around the, the ruck, which I thought uh, yeah. I thought Coruscant would do that during the game with their big guys. And they missed Totola in that second stint. But yep. the, the decision that I got to, we've got to bring up before we get to the grand final preview, but the Dane Gagai try. Boys, I don't know how many replays you're showing me and how many people tell me that, oh, it's a rugby league player and he scored a try. That is a knock-on bouncy, 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 all your shoes in a line.
1: I oh, really loved it. bouncy, bouncy. Ooh, such a good time, bouncy, bouncy. Shoes all in a line, bouncy, bouncy. Everybody, somersault, somersault, summertime. Everybody, sing along, bouncy, bouncy. Ooh, such a good time, bouncy, bouncy. White socks
2: slipping down, bouncy, bouncy. Stilettos
0: are a no-no. To no, steal the mighty boosh. Uh, that is ridiculous. How was that given a try?
2: I, I agree that it was a knock-on, <laughs> and I don't know how it's given it a try. Ah, and me, babe.
0: Just... He looked at the first replay and goes, oh, he maintains possession." And then obviously someone, which I've told everybody here when I've been in the bunker, there's somebody else sitting in the next to him going, maybe look at it one more time. Just,
2: just, just look at it one
0: more time. There's always someone there. Whose saying,
2: voice was that? Oh, the sound like the, Bernard Sutton?
0: Maybe. Back in the day, it was Tony Archer. That was the voice was a bit different.
2: Um, I, I, won't, I won't get into
0: any defamation issues by trying to imitate his voice. Um, but... Basically, that 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 decision, I just it was and it was huge in the context of the game. I think that got back to fourteen twelve. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and it's yeah. just it's just wrong. And and I was waiting for him to to not give the Corey Allen one as a square up because I thought that one was a try. But there was yeah. a little bit of you know maybe 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 may, maybe. But I was waiting for them to go. Oh, we've stuffed up this other one. We'll just square this up by saying this isn't a try. And they gave that one as well. It's just. I know some people compared it to the Jettao Car one that was disallowed. That was a knock-on as well, uh, and Gagai's yes. one just just blatant, clear as day. And I, I don't know who is the video ref in this this weekend's game. I know uh, Jerry Sutton's got the, the main whistle, but um, it'll be fascinating. Well, Jared,
2: Ma- J- Jared Maxwell has been seems seems to have been the number one um, video mm-hmm. referee.
0: Um, it's a very good question in regards Hang on, here we go The senior review official is Steve Chitty That's the one that made the decision Because uh, Maxwell did the game on Friday night So the guy who got the gay guy decision wrong And interestingly, when a team gets knocked out Do you find that the Graham Annersley press conference On the Tuesday or the Wednesday this, is, this would be such a massive, massive thing If Penrith had been beaten But now mm. it's not yeah. And I, I can't even I haven't, I haven't seen a headline addressing it at all mm. Mm. Yeah, interesting. Anyway, that's the prelim finals So South did very well to get to this stage, I thought. Uh, and you know, you can argue they were a bit unlucky. No, they got the gag guy try. They shouldn't have been that close. They shouldn't have been that close a little in the first half. So that's the prelim finals. Uh, Penrith knock out Souths and Melbourne uh, crush the Raiders. We're we'll back after the break with our grand final preview here on the pretty Show. show? And what
2: does it mean to the Penrith side? Well, I believe it means a very different thing for them, but specifically it means that Penrith, if they win, have stood up to be counted in the Rugby League world and thrown off the terrible image they've inherited of the Chocolate Soldiers. They entered the competition in 1967. Now into their 24th year, the Penrith Club and the Penrith fans are about to watch history as the Penrith Panthers enter the Sydney Football Stadium for their first ever grand final appearance. The Panthers fans at the club celebrate as Roy Simmons leads the side on, followed by Greg Alexander. What a time this is for the Penrith Club. But this is one of the true sporting stories of Australia. Two years in the top grade, they brought them together from all over the storm of Melbourne
0: put together by John Rebo, Chris Anderson, Chris Johns, Glenn Lazarus,
1: and they're in a grand final in only their second year.
0: Okay, everyone, it's episode 224, it's not the footy show, Matty Duncan, Roberto Ococksmith, and I'm Warwick Nicholson, it's time to give you our grand final preview where this game is going to be won in our eyes. Uh, We've we'll just recapped the prelim finals and it's time to talk about Melbourne up against Penrith. One loss all year for the Penrith Panthers lads. Uh, two tighter affairs um, in the uh, qualifying and prelim finals for them, though. The decision to leave Brent Naden out before the prelim final for Tyrone May. My gut feel was it wasn't just related to the brain snap he had that. Uh, on the kickoff with about two minutes left against the Roosters that gave him a chance to win the game. I think it was more that he couldn't contain Josh Morris throughout the rest of the game. Does Ivan Cleary play defence basically here in the centres and leave a Naden out possibly if he's seventeen entirely and, and
2: go with Tyrone May in the centres? I think he will, mate. Uh, I am hearing that um, yeah he won't play. Maddie? I think you I, I think he'll, I, I think you'll be He'll, he's been he's been named as a number three, but I, yep. I think you'll find that um, there'll be an eighteenth man come in t- to the well, team. And, the logic uh, would
0: be Mitch Kenny would come back in again, <laughs> um, which proved fortuitous for him in the prelim final when Coruscant went off injured. Yeah, um, but yeah, that, that would be the most logical thing. Would, would you do it if you were the coach, um, Maddie? Would you play Naden or would you put May in there as a defensive option?
1: I'd go May with, uh, with as a defensive option, Particularly with what we've seen Bellamy. To Canberra and, and hunt the weaknesses, I, I think that's you've, you've got to go that, that defense and defense wins grand finals. I know it's very cliche, but it, it does. So,
0: yeah, I think there's a big target on Naden's back if he plays, and that's should have been there all year for all the teams that were playing him. He, he's not great defensively, um, can add a bit of spark in attack, but um, the other concern, if you can, if though, is that well, may in it to be the defensive centre. Crichton's had some issues defensively uh, this year. They haven't been exposed that much because Penrith have won all those games, but he's not a great defender. He shoots up in the line a bit. Um, he was exposed a bit in the first half, actually, last week. Um, I, I think you've still got pl- pl- areas you can target um, with the Panthers. Even though I've had a bit do in the past, I'm just analysing this as a, as a punter, I would be absolutely positively targeting Josh Mansell with the high ball. Uh, and in defense that would be the, the side of the field I'd be going after um, heavily so that's the Crichton mansour combination on parents left that's the um, storm's right and I, I think that is a big avenue to points for Melbourne in this grand final
2: yeah no. I think you know they they'll try and they'll try and cut them off before they get to the you know before they get to that position on the field but they won't be successful I, I think. Um, I do think that the the centres are a bit dodgy, um, and uh, yeah, we'll definitely see Bellamy go for the go for the um, uh, the weakness again, mate. He he showed his hand last week, and that's exactly what he's going to do this week.
0: Yeah, conversely, if you're Penrith, I think there's huge weaknesses on the Storm edges as well. I said this before the game last week. Canberra didn't have enough ball to expose it, and and even when they sort of half did, they took bad options with about 20 minutes to go but they didn't look fantastic on the edges. Um, which side of the field do you go after, Matty? Do you go after the um, Olam, car side or the Lee and Vunavalu side?
1: Lee and Lee and anywhere Lee is, I think, go. You know, you
0: know uh, break Branko. Uh, Vunavalu is probably the worst pure defender of the two wingers, um, but I think Adokar gets caught jumping out um, and rushing in on the outside a lot. Uh, there, there are weaknesses there for Penrith to try and exploit, and the concern I got from Penrith is um, Coruscant has been playing with that shoulder being dead for a, a while now. Um, they're going to play Kenny off the bench, but how do you, if you guys put yourself in Cleary's um, shoes, what, what's your approach? Do you take him up, up the, Do you take Melbourne on up, up the, ah, you know what I'm saying? Do you take Melbourne on up the middle, or do you uh, try and really expose those edges? Oh, yeah. I, I think you got. Is if you if you're
1: Cleary, I, I think that's. That's the way to... That's your best hope. I, I, I actually give them none, Penrith. I think Melbourne okay. are the best things in a grand point in a long time. But I think to get, have any chance, they've got to take those,
2: uh, those edges. Rob? Yeah, I, I, mate, I agree. Um, I, I don't think there's much future in trying to take them on up the middle. Melbourne are too strong in the middle. Um, you know, you've obviously got to try and tire them out a little bit in the middle. But yeah, I think you've you, you really got to go to the edges um, and chance your hand there. Um Look, I I do think Melbourne are probably one of the best teams that that currently this year, uh, you know, overall that that we've seen. Um, But, you know, I can't can't wipe Penrith out completely, mostly because of Kaurasau and Cleary. Mm. Um, You know, I think that they've... And and don't forget, they've got Luai as well, He's totally unpredictable. You don't know what he's going to do. So, I think they're... Well...
0: Well, well what's that? sound effects board going d every time Jerome <laughs> hey, <look. I> gets <laughs> his name mentioned
2: <laughs> Jerome Lua. But he's blowing the blowing the horn uh yeah Jerome Lua. so look i i can't um i can't discount them completely but yeah if i was going to put the house on it uh the heart says penrith but the house would say um Melbourne, i think
0: kick out is a huge in for penrith uh, Capewell was serviceable last week, but he, he looked gassed um, at different stages of the game. And, and then we well, should have scored that try when Mansell stuffed up the, the break. But Kikiao is a big in. But Penrith have been using him really strangely for mine throughout the year. Um, they play him for the first 30 minutes and they take him off for 25 and they bring him on for the last, whatever the maths say, 25. Um, and I just go, you, you plug him on that edge and you leave him there. I don't yeah. I don't see any value in, in, in giving him a break. In this kind of game, Melbourne are going to play their two-edge guys, Bomic and, and Cthusi, all day. I don't think you can afford to have a period of time where if Pennells were on top and Kikau off the field, what do you do? Because Cleary is quite structured as much as he likes to take the line on, which has been great to see. And his passing game is obviously improving um, in the last couple of years. But he still really likes to turn the guy inside and set up the next play and set up the next play. When you got got out on the field, You just should be feeding him. And then if there's ever a game where he can't get enough ball, it's this one. So I just, I think that's a huge in for Penrith in that their game plan should be a little bit more attacking. Um, You've mentioned him already, but but Jerome Luai, um, there is an air of arrogance and confidence in this kid that I think is going to be the, if Penrith win the grand final, it's going to be because Jerome Luai has a game where he's on. Now he's had a lot more of those this year than he's had off. But if I'm Melbourne, I'm getting into the verbal with him really early and I'm trying to have him focus more on that than actually making a difference with the ball because he's clearly, uh, he likes to sledge, he's clearly thinks he's he's sort of in the upper echelon of players now and and confidence is a good thing. But if I'm Melbourne, I'm looking for these things to exploit and the converse aspect is Henrith need him involved massively throughout the game because he he really is that, that second, that third option in attack that could really hurt Melbourne's edges. Um, so Jerome Luai is a huge factor for me. Oh,
2: yeah, Jerome Luai is, is definitely one of those X-factor kind of players. I don't know if Melbourne want to get in the verbal with him though, because look what happened a couple of years ago when Munster got in the verbal with someone there and ended up spending up twenty minutes in the sin bit. Um, you know, so if someone's going to get in the verbal with him, I mean, you don't want your playmakers getting in the verbal with him because um, you know I, I don't think I really don't think uh, Jerome Hughes or or Munster. Um, can afford to be to be having their mind off the game. Yeah. Jerome Hughes um, is a bit snippy.
0: I think he, he's un, he's he's got a bit about him that in that department. Jerome Hughes actually. I think if it, anyone's going to do it, it's going to be him, not Munster.
2: Well, it could be it could be interesting then, mate. The two Jeromes going at it. Oh. Um, you know, it'll I, yeah, it'll be another game within a game that'll be interesting to watch. It's the sewing machine off.
0: Uh, Melbourne boys, we know the strength <laughs> is the pack. We know the strength is Cameron Smith. They showed what they were willing to do against Canberra, and they got results. I actually think they might go a little bit more conservative against Penrith, and I think the entire game plan will completely and utterly revolve around uh, C Smith.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, he, mate, he, he's someone. Someone described him this week as sociopathic. Um, as far as as far as a, a football player goes, he can. He can put his get his mind on a job and just get things done. Um, he's a he's an achiever. He's a winner, you know. Thanks, so, for, thanks for
0: telling me what that means. Actually, I had no idea. I just thought it was it was one of those words you hear over the course of the time and never know what it actually means. But I appreciate that, Rob. Learning. I'm always learning with you.
2: Yeah. Well, and, and good on you, mate. There's always Google too, if you like. Um, but yeah, I think I think it will. Everything will um, will will centre around Cameron Smith, and you'd be silly not to, mate. He's. I think he's played in, has he played in eight or nine grand finals? He's done everything. Only he hasn't done is a Clyde Churchill Award. Mm. But he'll probably get that this year, and it won't matter if they win, lose, or draw.
0: Well, Billy Slater got his going away present. So, uh, uh, Maddie, uh, what are your thoughts, mate, in regards to Melbourne?
1: I, mean, I, I obviously Smith's a, a big factor, but I, I think the other Cameron. I just feel he is the, he is the X factor in this game, Munster. I just feel that he's got a huge game cooking, and um, yeah, I know we're not into a man a match parts yet, but like I, a... I just feel that is 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 going to have a huge game, and I know there's be a lot of spotlight on Smith, but I I think Munster makes this game his own.
0: Yeah, what was interesting is last week he didn't have to be a big factor, and he and he clearly no. wasn't hundred percent, but he didn't have to be. Uh, he's he's got another week of training under his belt, and yeah. I'd say primed is a good thing. There's a bit of concern for Melbourne on their bench, though. Uh, Brandon Smith, I thought he redid his face, like all his jaw or something, you know, the other night. And he definitely copped a, a head knock. And Dale Finnegane, um, calf. He, he reported that he turned up, he pulled up sore. He's going to play, but he pulled up sore from a calf thing. That could just go like that on him again. Brandon Smith cops a knock to the head, and all of a sudden, Melbourne are down to uh, Big Tino and I think uh, Nico Hines on their bench. That's a, that's a variable in this match that, that you can sort of see coming, potentially.
1: Yeah, it's not ideal. No, but oh, it, it can happen with... well Like, that's just... It is rugby league. So, yeah, I think they'll be OK.
0: OK, it is time for our tips, boys. Uh, we've analysed both sides to a degree. Whether it was good or not, I don't know. But we learnt what um, socio... What socio-economic? What was the word? That's it, socio so, yeah. he's, he's also known as the accountant, so it's got, it's got to fit that way. <laughs>
2: there you go. Uh, all yeah. right,
0: uh, we're going to start with uh, your first try score of lads. Who's going to get over uh, number one? Rob, you you stole this from me and my nephew at the Canberra game a few weeks ago. You said, bang, 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 these are my three tips. And so, I'm going to put you last each time this time. You've had your chance.
2: No worries. Yeah, but first. I'm allowed to pick up. I can pick what everyone else is picking too. Oh, so, is that how go. it works?
1: Okay, okay, on well, that case. Well, it does now. Yeah. <laughs> um, Matt, who's your first try scorer, bud? Um, I'm all chips in the Sea Munster huge game. little wow. bit of uh, drifts, drifts left, big dummy away uh, and scores in the eighth minute.
0: Oh, he's giving us a minute oh. as well. I'm going to take Pappenhausen um, in the 16th. Matty? you go going minutes oh, as well. Oh, well, he, oh, Sorry, Rob, what do you... Hey, well, there's 80 to choose <laughs> from. You should, oh, you should be fine. Yes. Whoa,
2: we we?: uh, I'm going to go Vunavalu in the ninth minute. Vunavalu
0: in paradise. It's Vunavalu. All right, sorry. Just that Vunavalu song just came to my mind. Um, all right, uh, pick the score. Don't give me a range. Just give me a pick the score. Go on, Matty. 25-12. Uh, um, I will go nineteen eighteen Melbourne.
2: Okay. Um, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go eighteen eighteen ten Melbourne. Oh,
0: Nathan Cleary, two penalty goals or missing a fit, missing a conversion?
2: He's gonna miss a conversion. Ooh, a outs. little bit of pressure for the young bloke. So
0: I know Munster is the man for Matty Duncan. Um, I am going to go on on the the Cam Smith farewell tour. Uh, I think that's a that's a if Melbourne win, no one else gets it. It just it's not going to happen. The NRL's shown this this hand before. The selectors have shown this hand before, and uh, we all know that's the only thing that Young Cameron hasn't won. So uh, yeah, it's happening. Are
2: you are you indicating or or suggesting that it's a rort?
0: Oh, I'm just saying. Uh, we know how rugby league work works, kids. This is. I, yeah, this—it's happening.
2: Um, <laughs> he's stuttering. Uh, <laughs> he's arming. He's aring. He's counting the money he's got for a, for a class action or something or other. Uh, uh, yeah, I agree. Cam Smith. Cam Smith will win the the uh, man of the match, unless someone does. Unless someone does an Ellery Hanley, Terry Smith. Uh, what's his name? Terry uh, Lamb. Ellery Hanley on him. Anyway,
0: we're... This will go into what we're going to finish the show with um, just after we finish our last little predictions. But we're going to go to our favourite grand finals and or performances. And sometimes the player that takes out the other team's best player, that's a favourite performance for a lot of people. <laughs> uh, so Terry Lamb in 88 on uh, Hanley is definitely number one. And then as serendipitous as it was, Malmaninga on Terry Lamb in 94. Um, get that India. Uh, I did have this question. This is the last, uh, the last prediction, boys. Will there be a howler from the video referee? Yes or no?
2: Video referee or referees in general? No, like, no, the video ref. So this this could
0: this can include the captain's challenge, but it has to be it's either the captain's challenge or a try scoring um, situation. Okay. Will there be a howler? Okay.
2: When you say howler, you mean like where it's a bipartisan agreement that they stuffed up? It's not. Well, just yeah, we basically
0: all three of us will agree that, that okay. That's wrong. Yes, there will be. Yes.
2: Yes. It may not cost them someone the game, but yes, there will be. Maddie? No howler. No oh.
0: howler. No howler. That's what I'm going with as well. So you're the only one rooting for a howler, howler there, uh, Cocksmith. Look, we we're. Oh, have I'm not to take, rooting
2: for it. I just think it'll happen.
0: We have to take a break. Uh, the Zoom meeting needs a quick uh, reboot. So uh, we'll be back uh, after the break here, on the footy show. Not the footy show.
2: It's all over. Penrith claim their first ever title. The Winfield Cup of 1991. What a finish for Roy Simmons. What a champion he has been for his club. 258 appearances. What an exit from the game. The trophy is going to
0: Victoria, barring a miracle. Was there a St George player who kicked it, pulled down?
1: Not in possession. Mahouda has gone! Melbourne has won it! Melbourne has won the grand final! A sporting miracle! Melbourne, from 14 nil have won the grand final. 20 points to 18. It is an emotional Glenn Lazarus. He retires. Five grand finals. He's won. Three of them with three different
0: clubs. Okay, we're back. It's the final segment here on the Footy Show. Matty Duncan looking off in the distance lovingly. What are you looking at? I'm uh,
1: a bit of World Series, basically. Oh, in that case, so,
0: what's the score, mate? Spoiler alert, it's game two. What's the score?
1: Yeah, Tampa Bay travelling. It was still on a break, so, I'd, yeah. Go the race. I'm gathering they're winning then.
0: Uh, Roberto's driving and I'm Warwick Nicholson. I would give you a preview and tips for the big one. It's time to talk a bit go a little bit down memory lane, and that is with Cameron Smith's impending retirement, or or Willie, um, we r- recognized earlier that the only thing left in the in the tank for Cameron is a Clive Churchill medal. It's the only thing he hasn't won. And I guess it got me thinking in the, the four or five GFs that he's played beforehand, um, can either of you two think of him getting that close to winning it um, in recent years? Because um, the only one I can think of is, is potentially the one they gave to Billy Slater in 2017.
1: Yeah, there's probably a case there.
0: Um, because in 2012, Cooper Cronk won it. In 2009, Slater won it. In 2007, Inglis won it. And they're the, yeah. they're the ones he's been in contention for. Um, I don't feel like he's ever been slighted massively for the award, but I, I do think that 2017 grand final, I thought that was the one where they'd give it to him. Um, sort of a culmination of work, so to speak. And that's why I think he's going to get it if Melbourne win this weekend. And it got me thinking also to the greatest performances in grand finals that you guys have seen. You don't have to give me an extensive list, just ones that sort of poppy into your head. Because it then brings up the question, this is what Cameron Smith related thing is, that who's been really robbed of a, of a Clive Churchill. I'm going to start with the first one. And that is in 2008, Steve Menzies was the the, super, the the fairy tale farewell. Should he have got it? No, he didn't. Brent Kite somehow won it in a game that they won 40 to nil. Someone explained to me how a front row wins it when your team wins 40 nil or whatever the score was. Michael Robinson should have been the first winger to have ever won the Clive Churchill. He got a hat trick. He set up the Menzies try. If you want to talk about robbed Clive Churchill medalists, people won't talk about it, but Mickey Robertson, the former Canberra player, um, robbed Deluxe. Can you <laughs> guys
1: think of... Who was the St. George winger that had a cracker when they gave it to Boyd? Nightingale. Boyd... Yeah, Nightingale, that's right. Yeah. So within two yeah, years, a
0: winger should have got it, um, but didn't. Uh, we'll start if with... If...
1: Robberies, I'll quickly... Yeah, and I'm robberies, going... let's Rob- go, go
0: robberies first, yeah.
1: Three, Kevy had a blinder... Mm-hmm and they gave it to Brad McCoy in a losing side. What was the score? Did did Brisbane score late to make it
0: 14-6? Was it 14-8? What was the final score in that game?
1: I think it was 14-6, I think. It was a game where Brisbane never blew them off the park, but were always in control.
0: It was 14-6. Did
1: they they score late
0: to make it 14-6? I'm just trying to remember.
1: Oh... Oh, not late, late. I think it was Willie Kahn in
0: the corner. Yeah, true. Um, yeah, what well, was lateish? Yeah. So that could yeah. explain if it was that close. They they may have done the old. Um, they may have already start. gone to the
1: yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, and Tony Carroll had a blinder in '98, and they gave it to I think Gordy. They gave so. it to
0: Gordon. I've actually got. I reckon Darren Lockyer was the best player in the field in that game. Yep. Um, I haven't watched it in the last five years, but I've watched it a few times that match, and that was a an obliteration of sorts, really. Uh, and, and I gave it to Gordon again. It was thirty-eight to twelve, or it was a, it was a big, big blowout. Mm. Um, any other uh, uh, robberies you reckon you can remember,
2: uh, Roberta? Mate, you guys are like talking another language, see? Because I don't see the same, the game the same as you do when you're watching it on TV. Um, I, I don't. I really don't remember the best performance that I can remember, which you'll get to in a moment. I've got one, but mm. I can't really remember any robberies off the top of my head. Except I laughed out loud when when. Um, uh, no, that was the state of origin one. Um, oh, Billy really Slater. Slater won that. But no, I can't really think. I can't really think of a, of a, a Clive Churchill one, mate. I mean, got, the only I've thing for me is the one that yeah. you just said before. Though the thing that you just said before is always the way. It, it seems that they decide who's going to be the man of the match come the 60th minute. Mm. You know what I mean? And it really doesn't matter for the last 10. If the game's gone, it doesn't matter if someone just plays superhuman out of their skin for the last 10. Yeah, uh, they've already
0: decided. DCE won for Manly um, when they were leading with about ten to go against the Roosters in 2013, and then they got run over in the end. Um, that was a thing where if they'd won the game, you wouldn't have argued with DCE. But in the end, they got they got trampled at the end, and they lost it not not convincingly, but they were well they were beaten. It wasn't a case of them sort of losing it. And um, I'm trying to think. So he got it uh, in that game. There are a couple that come to mind. Um, there's one that's that's traditionally seen as a, as a robbery, but I I watched the game again recently and he was really good, but he wasn't as good as Joey. And that was 2001. People thought that Ben Kennedy should have won the Clive Churchill in that game. The very next year, though, there was a robbery. Um, Craig Fitzgibbon was a great player. who had great numbers every game. But Brad Fittler was the absolute difference maker in that 2002 Grand Final. If you remember, he got headhunted by Bill Asante and then just turned on the oh. magic in the next half hour and blew the Warriors out of the park. He got robbed of one in 2002. Uh, in 94, Paul Osborne had the best 15 minutes of his life. Possibly the best 15 minutes played by a front row in a grand final ever. And he didn't win it. They gave it to uh, David Ferner. Um, the other one that you mentioned before, but obviously, Carroll and Lockyer didn't get it and, and Tallis got it. But the other one that's very recent, very, very recent, Michael Morgan in 2015. I know people go on about JT and all the rest of it, but Morgan was it was every bit, if not better than JT in that game. Yeah, but that
2: doesn't right. fit the fairy tale narrative though.
0: Mate. You know, mm. I, I that one, I just Morgan was the superior player in that game.
1: Thurston was third best on the park. It went Morgan, Milford, Thurston for mine.
0: So they're the they're the big oh, what happened uh, situations. Now, in terms of best performances, lad, hit me with what you think your best performances you've seen in grand finals.
2: You go right. for it, Matty. No, mate, you no. go for it because I'm looking at it differently.
1: The um, one that springs to mind, well, can I just want the one game and the one, and I know this is not what you're looking for, was, but Steve Jackson's try yeah. is just anyone mentions grand final day, that is just what springs to mind. Steve Jackson, I think it was, it's 28 people he's beaten. He was a, he was a nobody.
0: I think it was actually 34. I mean, you got to add everybody on the bench. Yeah,
1: yeah, and scored it. It was just, it's just it's the most magical thing I've ever seen and still seen. And I, I go back and watch it and thought, as a kid, was it? Did I overplay? I didn't. No, like either. it was just, it was just an amazing, amazing performance uh, in, in what was just an, an amazing grand final that had so many memorable moments um, to be capped off with that. So that's one that always springs to mind. Another one, which is timely when we're talking about hookers and Penrith, mm. Mm. Luke Pridus in what that was 2003. 2003 had an absolute blinder that just it just could not do anything wrong on that day, um, which was amazing. And, and the other one,
0: that, that one from a,
1: a defensive game was yep. when Bennett who, he was wearing the number nine jersey, but Bennett said. In defence, you're on G Inglis, shutting down and we'll win the grand final. And that's what he did. So, they're, they're a couple that spring to mind for me. That was
0: Esperigan, yeah?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: In 2006. Rob, any, any that you've seen through that little lens of yours?
2: Oh, mate, look, a couple I didn't see through the lens. I didn't start, didn't start working at it until '94, But um, the 89 grand final was probably the best grand final I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, as far as watching it on TV, you know, and it had lots of those moments which Matty has just kind of spoken about. We can speak, speak about about in, we can speak about it. We can speak about it more if you'd like. All to. the I time, um, but mate, I think what a lot of people forget is that there were a couple of decent Tigers players on the field that day too, yeah. um, and and I really think Benny Elias had a good game that day. Other than missing that drop goal, um, yeah, other than that, he had a, a really good day. But I mean, look, it, it was you know that. You go back through that Canberra side, mate, and just have a look at the stars that we still know. You know, sometimes you'll talk about a team and you'll 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 struggle to wonder who the hell the you know the players were, but that Canberra team of '89 um, were especially good. And then a couple of years after that, you know, they they um they just kept producing stars, mate. And um, what a magnificent team they were. And they the all apart team. from
0: apart from I think it was about three of them that were a little bit older, but they were all like twenty to twenty-three. Yeah. when they made yeah. that 89 decider. Uh, and it's funny, like, one of the things as a Canberra fan, as spoiled as I was, we didn't win a comp when they all hit their prime. <laughs> like, they were, but like, Daly was 24 in 94. Like, yeah. And then we didn't win anything in the next six years up until the age of 30. I mean, he was busted by about the age of 26. But it's, <laughs> it's one of those real strange things. Along those lines, I mean, Brad Clyde won the Clyde Churchill. I, I ran the numbers on that game. 10, 15 years ago, and he had something like 33 pickups for 300 metres and 40 tackles. It was just... A, I mean, ag- agreed, there were extra 20 minutes in that match. Um, Gary Belcher, actually, if there's anybody in that game that maybe could have won it ahead of, um, as you say, Elias or Clyde, it was Gary Belcher who was phenomenal. Actually, for those two years, Gary Belcher was Canberra's best player. Um, but in the 1990 grand final, if you ever want a display of... A perfect kicking game in a big game. It's Ricky Stewart in that 90 decider against Penrith. Um, I, I've said it before, but I think he would have got four 40 twenties amongst that, uh, and the ball just kept going out. And poor Penrith fullback David Green, who was never seen uh, from again, um, is having nightmares of the ball that old oh, leather steed and just going bouncy, 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 bouncy. bouncy. But um, the poor bloke. Uh, there are a couple others. Cliff lines in '87 on uh, a stinking hot day at the SCG. Poor Canberra oh, yeah. himself. Uh, Joey Johns in 97, yeah, he pulled off the amazing play. And this comes to what you were saying, Maddie. Sometimes that is the difference maker. And could win you the Clive Churchill, as far as I'm concerned? Like it can be as, as, as even as you want for all those things. If someone pulls amazing um, something out of their rear end, then I've got no dramas them getting it. But as we've discussed, the issue of when do they decide who's going to be the. Um, Man of the Match uh, can count against that. Um, You've mentioned in, uh, Pritis in 03, Inglis in 07. That was a dominant display um, by, I uh, think he was 21. Um, he just looked, he, he, he ripped uh, Manly apart in that decider. Um, and they're the ones that, that sort of are as, as strong as anything. But coming back to the Cam Smith discussion about him not winning. And we'll, we'll finish off in a sec, Matt. Oh, I can see you you're watching the... Oh, the-
1: no, no, no. I've got an Apple Watch, so I oh, uh, get my email. I, I, thought, I thought
0: you were getting excited as I talked about the Canberra Raiders and the heart just sort of... <laughs> um, and now I forgot what I was going to say. No, some great players haven't won some big awards. Uh, it happened this week. Um, Jack White wins the Dally M and people's immediate thing is not, hey, Jack and won, it's Darren Lockyer didn't win one. I just find that's where people get a little bit carried away with this stuff. Um, I had no issues with Whiten winning the award. I think he had an amazing... Of course
2: season. you didn't. He's a Canberra player. Hello. Um,
0: well, Jared Croker was <laughs> robbed. But basically, the great players sometimes... They suffer... And I, I tweeted this the other day. The big thing that counted against Nathan Cleary winning the M was that he is a great player and a great team. That means there are other great players in, in the side. Whiten... In the Canberra team, this season was a great player and a good team. And you're going to stand out more. It's just it's just the nature of the beast. And the reason that I came to this conclusion is he became the third Canberra player to win the Daly M. Stewart won it once and Daly won it once. You would have thought they would have won multiples given how great yeah. a player they were. Now Meninga didn't win it. Steve Walters didn't win it. You know, you could go through... Bradley Clyde never won the award. Then you go to... like there's There's some Brisbane players that didn't win it multiple times that you maybe would have thought of. He said Lockyer, obviously. It's hard to win an award like that. And, and if, you, if you nail it back into the Clive Churchill discussion, Cam Smith is kind of in the Laurie Daly category where he's probably played... Daly's had amazing grand finals, but he never won the Clive Churchill. Cameron Smith could actually go through if, unless things happen as I expect them to. And he could have played really well in four grand finals or five grand finals, and, and hasn't won it. I can I can see him missing out as much as I've been on him before. Do you think this is okay in the in the wash up for Cameron Smith? I guess is what I'm asking.
1: Yeah, I, I don't think. Well, I hope. But like, uh, there's going to be some people that always use it as a as a point to to mm. make their case, but I no, not
2: for me. I think Bob, it's totally okay. I, I think it's totally okay. He doesn't win it as long as. Uh, you know, he, if he plays really well this week and is best on field, as long as he wins it then, I, I just don't like giving awards for, you know, oh, you yeah, know, it's the only one he hasn't won. Mm. Let's give it to him. Why? Well, i with you there. Well, there, there, there could be some other bloke out there and who might be one of those players who's only on 150, 200 grand a year who works his ring out. Um, and if he's better, give it to the other bloke. I mean, uh, you know, if Cameron Smith's the best on the field, give it to him. If, Billy Slater is the best in an Origin series with only two games under the belt, give it to him. But give it to the right bloke. Don't just give it to a bloke with name because you want to create a story yeah. or you want to, you know, put the icing on the cake because that's crap. Like let's be honest, best and fairest is a Clive Churchill medal, best and fairest on on grand final day of that particular year, not just because he's played over 500 first class games, but because he is the best and the fairest player on the field on the day, give it to him. If he's not, give it to someone else. And something that will
0: be clear. And look, he's not the the favourite legend of the game that sometimes it's made up to be. And there's been a thing happening in the States recently the last few years, and you'd know about this, Matty, with LeBron James and him claiming that he doesn't get the respect. Now, as an outsider looking at what I see with the, the LeBron argument, it's that people still reckon MJ is better than him. Even though LeBron's won at multiple... Um, teams. He's won, been in the finals, what is it, nine of the last ten finals or some ridiculous stat like that. And he's just won the award and he's going, where's my respect? Now, people feel that way a bit about Cam Smith for, for very various, various reasons. And I, I, I feel like as much as I don't think LeBron's... I'm talking at my rear end here, but you know, he, 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 I don't think he can claim that he's better than, than MJ. I don't think Cam can play that card about not getting the respect. There's some play, people that don't like him. Don't get me wrong. But in terms of how the game sees him, he is, he is up in that that, that top echelon. Um, I've got a funny feeling that... And I could be completely wrong. He's hanging out for this Clive Churchill. He really is. If they don't win, I think he goes around again. And if he doesn't win... The, I, I, if I don't win, he's going around again. That's my, that's my theory. There
2: you go. Wow. Interesting. Wow.
0: I could be wrong. Yeah, I don't. I
2: don't yeah, I think you're wrong. Um, I don't. I don't. <laughs> no, trust me. I'd like to see him go around again. I'd. I'd like to see him play a thousand games. You know why That's not? Um, yeah, it's a lot of games. But, but be the first to do it. Um, I, I don't. I don't. I don't think he's. Do you, re, do you really think it bothers him? Like, do you really think it bothers him? What's he said? There, that there's a lot of. That?
0: There is a lot of people that don't. That don't like him. I, I think he is. No, I,
1: I, I think he likes that, doesn't he? Like I know Wally liked it, and I, I think that, I think these these great players thrive off that. I think they like being disliked. I'm so going
0: to I'm playing a little bit of the whole conspiracy theory here, but if he was universally liked, okay, and there's not that many players that have been universally like Jonathan Thurston's in that category. Um, who would have been before that? Even Joey wasn't universally liked. Lockyer was They had some people that didn't like some things he did off the field. Um, but the last one that's been universally liked is JT. Agree Agree on that? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, universally
2: can
0: be. Yeah,
1: yep.
0: When when he when he announced he was going, it was like this is the farewell tour. All right. Yeah, was all good. If Cam was universally liked, would he've made an announcement already?
2: Oh, no. man! I don't think it's got much to do with being universally liked. I, I think it's just him. I just think he likes to keep things close to his chest. I don't, I don't know if he, you know, I mean, he was given a testimonial, wasn't it? Five years the, ago. The, the, yeah, I mean, you know, look, I think Cam Smith has been granted, you know, everything. There, there's certain people that don't like Cameron Smith, um, you know, fans that don't like, that he plays for Melbourne, don't like the way that Melbourne plays, don't like yeah. that Melbourne cheated the salary cap, don't like Queensland. So there's a lot of negatives to go, you know, there's a lot of negatives for some fans there. Um, the other fans that see him as a pure football player and and one of the greatest football players of the last, you know, since football's been around, maybe not the greatest, but one of the greatest for sure and yeah. certain. And let's be honest, he's played over 500 first-class games, um, you know, 400-odd club games plus tests and and state of origins, and captained all of them, and he's done nearly everything. He's done everything you can do in rugby league. So you've got to take your hat off to the bloke, whether you you think you like him or not. The only mm-hmm. way to really like knowing is to know him. I don't know if you can like him or dislike him without knowing him. Um, the, the you know the the persona that we see uh, on TV, the the cheeky grins, the um, you know the the kind of trying to influence the referees and stuff like that. I don't know if that's really him and if it is him well then so be it. But I don't think we we even deserve the right to form an opinion with, uh, whether we like the bloke or not. Um, like the player you know I, I don't know I, I just don't think uh, you know it matters whether he's liked or disliked or whatever it is. If he's the type of bloke not to admit that he's going to leave. I mean he might have many reasons not to mate. I mean one of those reasons might be he's waiting for who knows? Another club to say, come here, and we'll give you one point five million a year for the next two years. That could be a good reason, um, and so he might be holding out for that. Who knows? He might have already had those kind of offers on the table, and he's saying he's you know checking out what his body's doing. So, I think there's a quite a few things at play here, and okay. um, you know, not 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 least the the grand finals at play, and uh, he obviously wants to put all of his effort into it, like he has done. For all of his career, you know, he's—you've got to admit—he's—he's um, he's dedicated, and uh, you know, he's—he um, knows how to prepare for big games. So, I don't know—it's a little bit conspiracy theory to me. Was it? Take your tin foil hat off. Mate, I'll, I'll just add one Cambridge thing to it. Back on.
0: Add, I'm wearing it now. You, you, know, you have the video on. Um, Good. I will add this to it. So he gets chaired off on Friday night. Okay. It's already been chaired off last week. Yep. It yeah, gets chaired off. Waves to the crowd, laughing, yeah. carrying on sits in the press conference and both he and Bellamy and then the Storm's media manager even went to Twitter and made a very special, special, special effort to announce, Oh, he hasn't retired. Oh, that was just, that just happened to happen. That's the bit that, that just sits under the surface for me. And I just go, really? Like you can just laugh it off, can't you? But you don't have to make a, a concerted effort to try and say, no, he's definitely not retiring. It wasn't a retirement. I, that, that one, that part of this whole PR narrative thing just didn't sit well with me
2: personally. Mm, I wouldn't let it worry you, mate. You're not losing hey. sleep overnight.
0: Oh, I live near near a main road. It could be that as well, but um, one of the two. Uh, boys, let's wrap up the episode. That's been 224. We've given you our tips. We're all going Melbourne. I mean, I, I'm disappointed in you, Coxsmith. I thought you'd be you'd be loyal to No uh, mate, I'm like I said, Nathan.
2: The heart the heart says Penrith, I want Penrith to win. Mm. Um you know, there's there's probably 14 other teams that I'd prefer to see win than Melbourne. You know? Um, Who's who the other? I, I hate Manly. <laughs> no. you know, I told you
0: my list the other week, didn't I? I, I, don't, no, I don't really...
2: Manly, just <laughs> add that to any list. Is, is that the SH1T list? <laughs> uh, yeah, look, I, I'm not... A real, sorry, Matty, but I'm not a real big fan of the Broncos either. But... Nobody is. I like probably... That. I I probably like them more than I like Manly.
1: Okay,
0: Well that's something. Yep, that is. We'll take that. uh, A very, very good. uh, So Rob, you'll be there at the game uh, on the weekend. Apparently, enjoy. Yep. Um, very interesting to see what you see through your little, uh, little lens there, and whether Cam Smith is Clyde Churchill medal, medal worthy. What are your plans, Maddie?
1: No, just, uh, just at home. Was work in the day, and then yeah, just at home. Come out of the home office and turn the TV on, and away we go.
0: Yeah, uh, we'll be KOing or we, I mean it'll be the Channel Nine coverage anyway, won't it?
1: KO. no, I'm a big KO man.
0: But I think they Just they can't. I don't think they can run their commentary live. But it's not shown live, is it?
1: <laughs> game all year that they can't do it. Yeah,
0: it's that. It's that in the the three Origin games. So you're <sighs> stuck. You're stuck with rabbits and Joey. Actually, I I, I, I don't mind it when they've got their A team going. Channel
1: Nine. Who's, is, is, I might I might put the radio. On. <laughs>
0: Very, very Listen good. Listen Hadley. Is he still Hadley, going around? Yeah. Is he? Oh, I did, didn't didn't know that they were even a thing. Still, uh, I'll be. Uh, I've got the the brother brother in law and a whole bunch of nieces and nephews coming around to see if they can survive till ten o'clock when the game finishes. Thanks to Channel Nine. I did want to add that last thing. Actually, in that prelim game, um, did you guys hear about the uh, the gate fiasco with Ticketek?
1: No, Friday night. On Friday night. It was, a, it was a disaster. I had so friends what, there that, what did you
0: What did you hear directly, Matt?
1: Oh, well, there, there was... Some, well, I had a mate that was there and they said there was something with the KR... Well, with the KR. With the ticket tech... Um, tickets on your phone just wasn't reading them at all or, or knowing what was going on. So people couldn't get in and then they got to a point where they're just like, open the gates and COVID restrictions were gone and yeah. the <laughs> people come from... The, that once they heard that the gates were open, oh,
0: there's, a pub, just... there's a pub about 50 metres from there. They would have all run yeah. across. Yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, and
0: that, that was what I, the feedback I got from a mate who was there was that
2: the moment the gates opened, it was like it's sardines.
1: Yeah. Trying, yeah. Trying has, it. there,
2: has there been any, you know, uh, positive cases of COVID come from, from Lang Park? I mean, what's nah, going they're, on? No, they're, they're, they're
0: localised to Bathurst, mate, at the moment. No. And a stage
1: is kept. I am Palaszczuk.
0: come line. in the day oh. early beautiful if that's good everything out uh, <laughs> but, no,
2: uh, she's a miracle maker that woman she's unbelievable uh, and
1: is she, is she gonna get like re-elected let's have a hot tip Maddie. is she gonna get re-elected uh, take take cameron munson to win the clive churchill all up Anastasia stage <laughs> to win the election and what price can you offer us mate <laughs> no I'll have, I'll have to look that up at uh at one of your selected wagering providers <laughs> very very well put
0: okay that's episode 224 roberto Coxmith, maddie duncan i've been uh, follow us every week that we've told you about and we will probably convene uh, early next week to recap the GF. Uh, enjoy the game if your team is involved and if it's not, just uh, enjoy what isn't the last big game of rugby league though because we've got a big origin series coming up. And uh, Maddie, how do you feel about the Meninga-Bennett combination? Is it going to deliver one win, two wins, three wins? Three wins. In the next five years. All right, that's been episode 224 and uh, we'll catch you soon. There, are not the footy chase. See everyone. Catch you boys. Maddie? See you. Hi. Pepsi. <laughs> Clockwork. Not this show. show.
2: Short drop out from a camera and an it Go Oh, gets it! Go. He gets the ball first, gets hit around the head, and drops the football. What to do? What does the video ref do? Does he award a penalty try? Well, can you be absolutely certain that Craig Smith would have scored? Oh, oh yeah. The throat. yeah, that's a penalty try. I think you'll find that Bill Harrigan is about to make
0: one of the biggest calls ever been made in 100 years of
2: rugby league. It's people's escape, it's people's relaxation and we need to do everything in order to continue that great uh, tradition. of. I've got a five-year deal here.
1: Pepsi.